Here we go, brownies. Here we go. Here we go, brownies. Here we go. All right, guys, we are back, and I am exhausted for another episode of the Here We Go Brownies podcast. I'm Allie Haysong, coming at you live, this time still from Canton, Ohio, Northeast Ohio. Join with me, as always, my co-host out in Boise, uh, Dustin. Um, how you doing? You know, Allie, what a weekend, first and foremost. Uh, Let's start with that. Well, let, first, I don't mean to cut you off here, but if you are just now jumping onto the stream or just now tuning in, let's start out with some positives. We know that this is a jam-packed show with a lot of drama, a ton of drama. We're going to get to that. So stay tuned. Um, but Dustin, tell our listeners about our wonderful weekend. And of course, how you doing? You know, I'm doing all right, Allie. Um, you know, obviously we would have loved to win to coming out there, but I will tell you this, Allie. Um, I don't know if you walked away from that weekend going, how how nice the Clevelanders were with open arms to invite us to the Nat tailgate, going through the Muni lot, to the Aloff Hotel, being so gracious to host us and let us do our show from there. I mean, it just goes to show you what Clevelanders are. They opened, you know, they, they welcomed us with open arms. And Allie, I think, you know, we could say, other than the football game, we had a very enjoyable, fun weekend in Cleveland. I mean, it was just, I was just very impressed by how nice everybody was and how open-hearted they were to us coming there. So that last point, huh? Oh yeah. I mean, it was just, it was, they were just very nice. Everybody was just so nice to us. And, you know, um, yeah. I mean, you made some new friends uh, that, you know, I'm trying to think of the little kid's name. I mean, how cool was that? Like he immediately saw you at the yeah. tell ran up. Hello. <laughs> so that was fun. That we was- did. We, we made, we met some amazing people, um, some listeners of the program. Uh, you know, it, it was a great weekend to just get out amongst Cleveland, uh, the Clevelanders be amongst the energy surrounding the Cleveland Browns. Of course, right now it's a little bit doom and gloom. We're going to get to that. Uh, but overall it was a good weekend despite the loss. Dustin, you asked me before we came on, if I kind of left there feeling gloomy of course i did we all did um but you know what i still think and maybe i'm crazy but i still think that there is a lot a lot to be optimistic about um of course right now coming off of the trade deadline the browns don't make any big moves or any moves at all rather um you know once we can get past what we're currently going through i think a win on sunday would solve a lot of our problems yeah if this team can internalize this and focus on a win um, and put all their energy into Cincinnati this weekend. Uh, I 100% agree with you. Um, unfortunately, there are some distractions that need to be put aside, and hopefully they can win that game. But, yes, I think, um, well, you know, that's what good teams do, right? They put things aside and they focus on the things they have to focus on. And, you know, Kevin Stefanski brought it up today. You kind of – he's not on social media. <laughs> he even said that today. And I just – he goes, I know that stuff's out there but you have to ignore it and you have to internalize and you have to move on and focus on Cincinnati. So um, he gives good interviews, by the way, he's very matter of fact and to the point. And I can really appreciate that from the head coach. Well, you have to feel pretty confident knowing that Paul D. Podesta, uh, Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski are your leaders in this organization. They are the ones who are making these decisions. They are building the culture. They are the guys that the entire uh, the roster, the organization, and the fan base is relying on. And you have to feel pretty good. That, now, this is not throwing shade at previous regimes, but you have to feel pretty good, Dustin, that you have some adults in the room who are not hitting the panic button. And I cannot emphasize that enough. I can say with confidence that previous regimes during all of this, it would have just been 
even worse than it currently is. I have to feel very confident in the ability of this front office and coaching staff to handle this one with dignity, um, lead these, these players, and really we're going to come out better. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, it's interesting, you know, even in Stefanski's interview, Allie, they tried to go after and try to corner Kevin Stefanski into a, an answer and he'd go, you know, I'm going to leave that up to Andrew Barry and the GM to handle his business and do what he needs to do in that situation. And it was very matter of fact, it wasn't like, I'm going to come out here and not sing from the same hymnal. Basically, he's hired to be the general manager. That's what he does. And my job is to coach the football team and get us a win on Sunday. It was just very interesting how he really delegated the answers to where they needed to be addressed. And I'm assuming at some point, Andrew Barry will come out, he will have a press conference and he will address it. He will have his midseason availability coming up, which is actually coming up, knocking right up, right around the corner here, which is kind of crazy yep. to think uh, that we're already at that point in the season. Guys, if you're wondering what you should get your loved ones this holiday season, the answer for you is rough around the edges. Uh, they make their custom. There you go, Dustin, custom mugs, custom glass, or whatever you need. Uh, and of course, they can have a nice Cleveland Browns decal on your mug for you. Uh, go check them out. Rough around the edges. They are truly amazing. Um, Dustin and I were at the Browns game, uh, against the Pittsburgh Steelers. We sat in the dog pound and it was a great time. Uh, we, we experienced the Muni lot. Nonetheless, we had a, we had a great time, uh, despite Allie, real quick, real, real quick, Allie, what was your impression of the Muni lot? I, Cause I asked you on, on Sunday, it's well, your chaos. I think that's the word. It was chaos. <laughs> uh, I mean, it was kind of what I expected it to be. Now I, right. I had never been to the Muni lot. Um, and, and, and neither, and neither had I, and neither had I. Yeah. yeah. So. It was everything I thought it would be. I'll put it that way. It was <laughs> yeah, everything it was, that I thought it would be. It was interesting to say the least. But well, let me ask you this. What surprised you the most or shocked you the most about the media lot? Cause I have one. Um, it's not even kickoff. And I saw a gentleman in a, a lawn chair passed out. That's what surprised me is like, he couldn't even, rally to game time that was my surprise from the Mooney lot but I, I don't know if you saw that Ellie but I literally looked yeah. up and I'm like he's already done yeah he, he's he's a goner that was one of them for me it was you see um, yeah you saw that yeah it was like the, the three porta johns in the Muni lot and everybody is just dispersing like literally just going to the bathroom on the side of the road uh, I also noticed some this is horrible and I'm not going to get any get into any de details but I saw a bucket just a bucket that was being used for okay, the Allie, So I am, I am glad I did not see the bucket. Well, thankfully I had some alcohol in me and just didn't mind it. But then when I got in the car and I was thinking about it um, later on that evening, I was like, well, that was something that was, that was a thing that I saw. Um, guys, we're going to get into it. The Browns lose to the Pitts puke Steelers 15 to 10. Um, and quite frankly, it just couldn't get it going offensively. We talk about the Browns clutch meter and how it just has not been there this this season um Dustin what did you see in that game what were kind of your takeaways um we'll start with the offense so here's the thing Baker came back into this football game after being out getting some rest on his injury and him just gutting it out and making the throws and probably what I walked away so frustrated from that game was the people that usually make the catches in that football game did not make those catches that normally are automated. And they put Baker behind the eight ball and made it so Baker Mayfield could not succeed in that football game, which I think he would have more than capably won 
if those passes were not dropped. That was my biggest, biggest takeaway from that football game. Um, I agree. Uh, I think there were some players that just didn't take take the opportunity that was there. Uh, we saw that on se- several occasions. And honestly, Dustin, that is something that we're, we've been seeing, just a lot of missed opportunities. If I had to give a title to the 2021 season so far for the Cleveland Browns, it's just missed opportunities. Now, the notion that the Kevin Stefanski offense is a little bit stale right now, I have to push back on that just a little bit. I was able to go back, kind of rewatch the game. And if you don't have it already, go get the all 22. It's available to everybody. I think it's like $75. Um, You can really break down and see what's going on. On Mm -hmm. every play, somebody is open. You can attribute that one to maybe Baker Mayfield not making some of those reads earlier on in the season. Not so much in this game. The the plays are there. The plays are there. The turnovers, the drop, drop catches, high passes. That's what's killing us. It's shooting ourselves in the foot. I'm mm-hmm. going to push back on the notion that Kevin Stefanski's offense is, is currently stale because I, I don't think that's the case. But in this in this game, and you can attribute it to maybe the shoulder situation for Baker Mayfield, we just weren't able to push the ball down the field. Just we yeah. we just weren't able to. Yeah, but in that fourth quarter when he needed to make those throws and go down the field, it wasn't it wasn't Baker that let us. Yeah, it was and the, I want to make that perfectly clear. Yeah, I anybody mean, was, that thinks that Baker Mayfield was the reason that we lost this game, I, I just. Yeah think that's that's ridiculous it's fool's uh, gold yeah because i mean he literally made all those throws even ran for a first down you know on that key drive and you're like okay this guy's doing everything and he's just the best way i can describe it is and landry and other players have come out and said this we let baker mayfield down today we let our quarterback down on the field today and we all own that and i and i really appreciate that and even hollywood higgins has come out on twitter and made comments like no, the wide receivers were not against Baker Mayfield. We're all in this together. And you know what? We let him down on Sunday and that's on us, right? Like we need to fix our problems and internalize and see how we can focus and make better plays for him. So I appreciate that. To me, that's a team accountability at that point. You're not pointing fingers at one person or the other. Like we let our captain down, Baker on Sunday. So. Well, you hit the nail on the head. It's not one player. It's not one person that's having these issues. I would say all 11 guys offensively need to step up. Somebody has to make those plays. We can talk about the fumble, the two big time miscatches. It's just, uh, or drop passes. It's just, mm-hmm. if you want to w- win those games that you're absolutely in, Kansas City, Los Angeles, Pittsburgh. When we talk about the clutch meter, is it so much being clutch or is it so much just capitalizing on those opportunities? We haven't done that yet this year. So that's been what's, what's frustrating for me. Well, yeah, in that game, Allie, you know, you sat there, we watched it firsthand up close. It's one or two plays that changed the dynamic of that entire football game. Now, if we would have went there on Sunday and the Pittsburgh Steelers blew us out, okay, then I can just say we played a horrible football game. But that game was so close and such a slugfest and just trudged through the first half. I mean, three, three and a half. I mean, that should tell you, you know, just kind of the kind of game we were playing, both sides of the ball. The defenses were just kind of owning it. And it's going to come down to a big plays that you have to make. And I was just like, I left just frustrated more as a fan alley. Like we had the game. It was within reach and we should have won it. That's what I left with frustrated. You can say that for every loss so far on the season, except for Arizona Cardinals. We left it all. Right. There were, plays right. to be made, there were points to be had and it was all left there. Now, yep. you know what? You move on, right? We know some of those issues. It's one play here. It's one snap here. If Ronnie Harrison really just gets into that that pass block uh, to Pat Fryermuth there in the end zone at the dog pound, 
he, we don't come away with that. Browns should be, be able to win the game at that point, but he makes a good mm-hmm. catch. You know, it kind of is what it is, but offensively you have, have to capitalize. Um, let's turn it over to the defensive side of the ball. I mentioned Ronnie Harrison had some struggles. He made, he had perfect coverage. He just didn't come away with the, the pass breakup mm-hmm. and Firemuth really just made a beautiful catch, but defensively, right. what did you see that you liked? Well, again, the, the defensive line, you know, making, keeping big Ben in check all day for the most part, not until later in the fourth quarter. Right. I mean, if you told me the Browns allowed the opponent 15 points in any game this season, I'm going to say the Browns are going to probably win that game 99% of the time because your defense only give up 15 points in the entire football game, right? Like you should be able to score three touchdowns and make it 21, 15, right? That's through four quarters of football with this offense, right? With this offensive firepower you have and the number one running game in the national football league. Yes. You should get 21 points or 18 or whatever that may be. So personally, um, I was listening to some of the talking heads leaving that game, you know, a lot of traffic, you have a lot of time to, to replay the game and listen to all the talking heads. You know, there are people that are ready to fire Woods and say it's the defense. And they're like, no, no, we are the second rank defense in the national football league. You may not like the scheme or the schematics, of the, but it does work and it doesn't allow opponents to score a lot of points on us most of the time right and i'm like yeah it, this isn't on the defense the defense didn't win this didn't lose this football game today on sunday well and I think it's interesting, oh, sorry. Go ahead. But, but i just think it's interesting that they were ready to you know blame it on the defense i'm like it's a 15 point game like no 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 they played their asses off today you know so who are you giving your defensive game ball to miles garrett i think he was the team leader on that on the game uh he got a key sack in that football game and he was disruptive all day, even though he was double teamed. And by the way, how many holding calls could he have been called on that game? I mean, we were like sitting there going, okay, so you just don't call it because you hold him every time is what I was thinking. Um, but I'm going to give it to Miles because he stepped up in that game and did, I think, everything he could as an individual. Yep. So. I'm, I'm also giving it to Miles Garrett here. He's consistent. He's ready to show up week in, week, week out, um, consistently getting pressure and making the quarterback uncomfortable. He had a big time sack and a big time moment. I'm also giving mine to Miles Garrett. Offensively, who you got? Baker Mayfield. I'm, I mean, for a guy to come off an injury like that with that kind of pressure and go out and try to play his best game and make the throws that he needed to, uh, I, I, I'll give it to Baker Mayfield personally because I, I, I was – I was impressed how he gutted it out in that football game. Cause I didn't, I mean, I think we all thought before that game, what's, what's Baker going to look yeah, like? What's it's going to look like today. Yeah. Well, I mean, are we going to get a guy that goes out in the second quarter in case Keenum's coming in the game? Cause he gets hurt again, but I didn't see that from Baker. He led, he looked mature. He looked poised. Mm-hmm. And I just feel bad for the guy personally because of what happened on Sunday. I mean, he deserved that win. Well, it's when been- I, when he ran for that first down, that big, big, big third down there, when he came out swinging his arm all excited at that moment, myself and I, I, I think the entire stadium thought we were going to win that game. hundred percent. I, 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 I think I even said to you, we're going to go win it. We are going to go win it. You know, yeah. just the energy that because he had. of the energy and the, and, the, and the momentum of the football game is in your favor. I really thought we had it there. Um, offensively and I agree I think Miles or uh, uh, Baker played very very well I'm going David Njoku uh, we talk about the consistent oh, yeah. on defense how about David Njoku um, being the prime target offensively he's come up in some big time moments throughout the, the the entire season but consistently 
during this big time matchup against the Steelers. So I'm going David Njoku on this one. Yeah, and you can go all the way back to the playoff game against the Chiefs last year. David Njoku has stepped up big in key moments in football games. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, Okay, Dustin, um, let's get into some of the Browns news and updates before we Spend some time on Odell Beckham Jr. because that's going to take some time. So, uh, just some roster moves. Of course, the trade deadline was yesterday at 4 p.m. The Browns did not make a move. The only move that was made on the roster was they placed Johnny Stanton, or they uh, released Johnny Stanton, who yep. thankfully did clear waivers and is now on the practice squad. They did so too uh, to activate a roster spot that was then filled by fullback Andy Janovich coming off of injured reserve. So that's some yep. good news. Um, however, Johnny Stanton was playing some really good football. Denzel and Donovan Peoples-Jones back at practice today. Great That's news. news. Great That's news, news, especially yeah. on the DPJ front, knowing what we know now. Jack Conklin out for an unknown amount of time, which we know, uh, but uh, Blake Hans will be stepping up into his role. Um, were you kind of surprised that there was, wasn't any movement uh, at the, the trade deadline? Yes and no. You know, I don't think you go after somebody unless you think you're going to be able to upgrade that position significantly, right? I mean, that's the whole idea of the trade deadline. Do we feel like there's somebody that could significantly? Um, we know there's the rumors of trying to get OBJ to New Orleans. We don't know, you know, how much of that is 100% factual, but right. I, I, yes and no, I guess. I mean, I think you have to go after and get somebody that you think is going to make a significant difference in that spot. And I'm thinking Andrew Barry didn't see anybody out there or felt he didn't want to give away enough capital, right, to go get that player. So Let, let's play a quick game before the whole Odell Beckham Jr. situation, before everything erupted um, the past 24 hours. What would you like if you were going to target a position group, maybe not a specific player, but let's say you're Andrew Barry, put your, your GM hat on and you're going to go out and, and make a trade, big or small. What position group would you have looked to to add to? You know, I honestly would, I think you always need leadership on a football team that has a lot of young players. Von Miller, for instance, I think would have been an interesting acquisition for the Browns, bringing somebody in with that kind of leadership playoff. So so you, you value the intangibles right now? I mean, you just said, like, as you go down the stretch, you have to have somebody that can impact the play. So are you valuing leadership versus on field production? Well, yeah, well, leadership is a big deal. Like, I mean, I think we, I mean, uh, Metcalf brought it up last week. You know, Landry's a dynamic player, but he's a leader in that locker room, right? I think sometimes you need to have the the adults in the room. Um, this team at times has had some youth. You know, it looks to me sometimes there's some errors in that department just because they're young, right? They're so just- my question is, though, like what position group would you have looked to improve on? I'm not saying, hey, what player, but like what, you know, what position group would you have wanted to add to? Maybe, maybe linebacker, maybe in that position, just because of the injury to JOK. Mm-hmm. You know, I would look in that area just because of injury, you know, because, you know, we, he's, he might be out four or five weeks. And I think these key four or five weeks are crucial to this football team going forward, you know, these next four oh, weeks, yeah, yeah. make or break the playoffs. So, yeah, I would look at that position because right now it's kind of a weak link as far as depth, right? So that's probably somewhere I would look. Yeah, I'm thinking I'd probably, I mean, even, even prior to the OBJ situation, I would have looked to improve wide receiver and probably corner. One, just from a depth, per, you know, mm-hmm. perspective. But, you know, I've mentioned it prior on the on the show. I Going into the season, I did think that there was a lot of redundancy in the receiver room. A lot of guys can do the mm-hmm. same thing. 
I, I want a big body guy in there. Now, of course, we're getting DPJ back. He's going to add to that. But, you know, just like a DK Metcalf style of player. Now, I know there's only DK Metcalf out there right now that can do what he does. But right. somebody that can can go up and make those contested catches. Because right now, we're, we just don't have a lot of guys that are willing to put themselves in the line of fire. Odell yeah. Jr. But, you know, let's talk about this, Dustin. Let's get into it. Prior to, though, if you haven't already, please head on over to gutterp.com. Our friends Andy and his crew, he set up a beautiful beautiful yes. backdrop um, where we were able to do our show last week at the AA loft hotel in downtown Cleveland, head on over to gutterp.com for all of your tailgating needs. You can buy them, you can rent them and he will personally design them. So make sure you head on over there. They are amazing. I mean, they are just, I can't speak highly enough about them. They are beautiful, beautiful his stuff. Is, I mean, his stuff is so nice. I mean, it's oh, just the yeah. highest quality too. All right, Dustin, let's get into it. Odell Beckham jr. <laughs> Where do you want to start on this? Because I don't, I don't even know where to start. Well, it it's been all over the place today. It seems like every thirty minutes something else was being pushed out of out on. I social. felt like I was just consistently like, all right, refresh. Ian Rappaport, Adam Schefter, Jake Potter. <laughs> what do you got going on here? What what can you tell me? Well, here's the thing. Okay, if you're unhappy as a player, and I'm just going to put this out there for any player on any football team. Oh. What's your, the, the, okay, football players have talked about this, and I know this from previous football teams and just how football teams interact internally. You don't let locker room stuff spill out onto, keep it in the locker room, right? That I guess that's my biggest thing to take away from all this. That kind of stuff doesn't leave the locker room. If you have an issue, you talk about it internally, and you talk with your coaches, you talk with your players. You don't use Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter to air your your grievances okay i'm sorry that just that's weak to me it's just it, i don't like it i just it it annoys me so that's where i'm going to start out and i'll let you take it away from me. well <laughs> um yes i agree you that's how people should handle things however <laughs> we remember a time where odell beckham jr sat down with lil wayne of all people to air their grievance about Eli Manning at the time and Eli Manning's inability. And we're talking about Eli Manning, his inability to get the ball downfield for Odell Beckham Jr. to make plays. We've seen that come full circle. Now I will say this. I don't believe that the Browns, I, I think the Giants and Odell Beckham Jr. was a more of a toxic situation at the time sure. than it currently yeah. is right now. Now, don't get me wrong. I think this is I agree. a fire of a situation, but Charles Robinson put it best. You have three options, Dustin, for Odell Beckham Jr. One, you work towards a resolution. You figure it out. You sit down, have an internal conversation within the organization. You figure it out. And he continues to play for the Cleveland Browns. Number two, you pull a Deshaun Watson situation saying, hey, we're going to pay you, but don't show up. You are not right. here. You're not practicing. You're not playing. You're not in the organization pay you but you're not here and then three you let him go you release him he goes and plays for another team this season what ideally would you like to see happen well as a fan as a fan only one of two things can happen i think one um and baker said it today i can put my egos aside if he'll actually just have a conversation with me right i think baker's a big enough person that he can get he can move on from stuff that's the one I don't know if that's possible, though. I think there's too much damage been done. Two, I don't think you let him sit there and do the Deshaun watch. And he's still a distraction in the room, right? He may not be physically in the building. He may not physically, but guess what? He has Twitter. He has Instagram. He can still do whatever he wants. 
and he's still in the organization. Technically, yeah. he's in comments. Here's the thing. I don't think there's a lot of trade market and value for Odell Beckham Jr., or he would have been gone yesterday before 4 p.m. Eastern. I think you release him, and you figure out an agreement on the salary, and the Browns maybe save some money against the salary cap, and you move on for the rest of the season because I'm sorry, but you have Landry. You have, and I think and, and Kevin Scafanci said it best today. Landry's he is a prof- professional professional, right? Like he will move on. He will do his job. You have Donovan Peoples-Jones. You have Hollywood Higgins. You have Schwartz. You have lots of players in this room that can be more than capable of catching the ball. And you move on and try to make the playoffs as a football team and try to win the division. And you just release him. And guess what? Yes, somebody will pick up OBJ because at times he can be a spectacular player. But again, we don't know who that team would be. So I think you have to just release him. And that would be mine would be the third choice. Just release him and just move on. Cut your losses, move on. Now I'm on record and I'll say it again. I was and still am firmly of the belief that the notion that the Cleveland Browns were a better football team without Odell Beckham Jr. was just point blank stupid. However, and I said that because he was a what I'm saying was he is and can be a dynamic player. He's a gifted athlete. And coming across those types of receivers, just you, it doesn't happen all, all the time. However, <laughs> that can be true, and it just not working on the Cleveland Browns can also be true. So now I, I'm of the belief you have to move on from him. I, I think the damage has been done. Well, now, I th- also think Baker Mayfield has thick enough skin to be able to deal with this. I think the Cleveland Browns yeah. have thick enough skin to be able to deal with this. Hell, we're the Cleveland Browns. We've done, we've seen it all. We've done it all. We've lived through Josh Gordon, Cody Kessler, 0-16, 1-15. and We can do that. However, I think this organization, as I mentioned, Kevin Stefanski, Andrew Barry, Paul D. Podesta, you have adults in the room that can make this decision and lead the franchise in the best direction. I put all my belief in them. Whatever they choose to do, I feel is probably for the best of the organization. But if I were Andrew Barry, I would probably work to to releasing him and it does seem that that may be the way that this goes uh, reports coming out that andrew barry uh has been working with odell beckham jr's camp to come to some type of an agreement on next steps yeah. you have to imagine that would be some type of release well and and quite frankly ali just from a player perspective if i'm just looking from an organization put all the drama aside put all the instagram and all that i'm looking at a player with the Browns and the Giants that unfortunately has never been able to consistently stay healthy. I mean, just as a player, he hasn't been able to consistently stay healthy. And so I look, okay, I'm paying this person all this money and he's never consistently on the field, right? Like I kind of, I internalize that and say, am I getting the best ROI on this player? Because I mean, he's dynamic when he's out there, but we can't consistently keep him out there, right? So that's nothing against Odell or the organization he just unfortunately can't stay healthy. Right. And that's, you know, sometimes that's the way your body gets beat up over years of taking abuse as a wide receiver and your size. I mean, there's all the things that go into that. Right. But I think that's what I would look at bigger pictures. He's just not a, we can't keep him healthy. Like, you know, he's just, he's just struggling to, you know, stay in the game. Well, it's just not worth it at this point. Like it's just not, there's no way around it. Um, I, I wanted it to work. We all wanted it to work. Well, of course we did. It just didn't. It just didn't. And no, that, that's cut your loss. Well, and let's just and let's call it another thing here too. This is a John Dorsey made move prior to Andrew Barry coming in. 
So he's not married to OBJ either in this situation, right? He inherited him. Oh, by the way, Kevin Stefanski inherited him, right? He was with the organization. So, you know, these aren't moves made by the current regime. I mean, that's another thing to look at when you look at how they're going to look forward, you know, and how they want to be successful, not only now, but for years to come. You know what I don't like right now is Baker fans and Odell Beckham Jr. fans just going at it. That's what I don't like at all. Um, and I saw something on, on Twitter. I don't remember who said it because uh, I'd like to give them credit. But they said, you know what? Six wants to be here. Odell doesn't. It's an easy pick for me. Right. Pick the guy who wants to be here, right? I, I think. You, well, you know, you and here's the truth. Here. Here's the truth. Like, I think we forget our history, Allie. The whole Baker Mayfield, is he the answer? He's the guy. I got into an argument with somebody at work about this. He's not the guy. I literally had somebody tell me that. And I go, you know what? You don't understand what it's like to be a Cleveland Browns fan. Bernie Kosar was one of the most successful quarterbacks for the Cleveland Browns of all time. He was an unorthodox type of quarterback. He threw the ball sidearm, okay? He wasn't the most pretty throwing quarterback. But guess what? He won games. He wanted to be in Cleveland. And they loved him. Like, I think people forget that, right? Like, there's nothing to do, though, with Baker being the guy, though. <laughs> no, but I'm saying, like, people want, like, this elite quarterback, right, that's going to come in here and save the Cleveland Browns, right? Like, like uh, these talking heads will be like, well, if you just take Baker out and you put Aaron Rodgers in here with this offense, it'll just magically just be perfect. I'm like, no. Well, let me, hang on. I am going to push back. It would. It would. <sighs> I don't know. It would. I mean, look, I love Baker Mayfield, but to say he's less talented than Aaron Rodgers or more talented than Aaron Rodgers, that's ridiculous. Well, I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying you're, you're, you're saying that it's going to be better with him in there and the chemistry and the team is all going to rally around. Well, the chemistry that, you know, that's kind of a separate conversation, but just, yeah. you know, it, from a, from a talent standpoint. Yeah. But you know what? I also think I also think, and this is a totally different can of worms. We're not really going to spend too much time on it right now is you can agree that, that you can root for Baker. You can love Baker, but you can also expect more out of your, your quarterback. What I mean by that is oftentimes I see somebody say, Hey, Baker's not the guy. And then a swarm of people say, you know what? Like, you don't know what we've been through from our quarterbacks. You know, we've right. been 0 and 16, 1 and 15 those two things don't go hand in hand. You can hold your quarterback and your team to a high standard, even though you've been through hell for the past. Oh, as you should with any team. You know? right. I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's chaos right now. Uh, hopefully this can all settle over the course of the next 24 to 48 hours, because quite frankly, Dustin, it doesn't matter on to Cincinnati. Yeah. I well, mean, it does matter significantly. But the, the only thing I can say is thank God Kevin Stefanski is our coach right now because he is a pretty even-keeled guy. And I think, you know, he addressed it immediately this morning with the team and said OBJ is at this point is not on the team. You know, kind of nipped it in the bud before even the press conference and went out there. Again, you should internalize, like you said, and focus on Cincinnati and just say, like, we have to win a football game Sunday. No matter who's on our roster. It's a must win. This is a must win. Yeah. But I mean, it doesn't matter who's on our roster, right? Like, again, Cleveland needs to go back two weeks and rewrite the script of how it was against the Denver Broncos. That was a must win game, I think, in a lot of opinions against the Broncos with Case Keenum. Yeah, I think so. Go out there and play as a team on Sunday and say, we need to rally around all the guys that are out there and go win this football game. They just have to play from a team, a team first perspective, and they'll win the game if they do that. Well, I truly. Winning fixes a lot of things. Yes. 
Well, if I think what really has been bothering us so far, just in terms of how the Browns have played is one, they've had some good offensive games. They've had some good defensive games, but together, not so much. They haven't had just an outright great game so far this season on both sides of the ball. Um, and it just hasn't passed the eye test. It just hasn't looked right. You can, I mean, there's so many different factors and of course everything's kind of coming to a head right now, but Dustin, yep. if you go down to Cincinnati, you win convincingly offense looks great. Defense is amazing. A lot of this you forget about now. I'm not saying like Odell Beckham jr. You forget about, but some of Hollywood Higgins liked his dad's tweet or his Instagram. Like you forget about that stuff. Cause it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Right. On to Cincinnati. Guys, if you're buying or selling a home and you need help through that process, that person is Katie Klonowski that can walk you through a very stressful time. Katie Klonowski out of Keller Williams. She's the best in the business. If you have any questions, head on over to her site, give her a call, and she'll be your friend through the whole thing. Um, Dustin, let's take a look at Cincinnati. We've got a we've got pretty big game. Cincinnati kind of off to a hot start right now, five and three, kind of believing that they should be six and two. That was kind of a weird lost to the New York Jets. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think about Cincinnati so far? Because in my mind, they're a year ahead of schedule. I think they're a hot and cold football team. Um, one week you get what you think is the old Bengals, and then the next week you get what you think the Bengals could be, like you said, a year ahead. Um, I see a team that has not a very good defense overall. Um, you can score on them. Um, Joe Burrows is as delivered. Um, he has an elite, talented wide receiver there. Uh, they can put up points at any given moment on you. And I see this game as a back-and-forth seesaw affair uh, on Sunday with the Browns because I think the Browns know they're in desperate mode and they are going to try to win this football game at all costs. And I know also that the Bengals are pissed off because they lost to a guy by the name of White off a practice squad. <laughs> um, and so they've got pride in themselves. So this game is going to be a very, very interesting game to watch on Sunday. Big time AFC North showdown battle of Ohio Browns head down to Bengals offensively. The Cincinnati Bengals are pretty darn good. Um, they're seventh in scoring offense with 27.5 per game, six in scoring defense. What we know about Joe, Joe Burrow, Dustin, you mentioned it. He is as delivered. Uh, he's thrown for uh, 2,215 yards so far. Uh, 20 touchdowns and nine interceptions. Joe Mixon in their run game, pretty electric as well. They've got a ton of playmakers. Joe Mixon, 720 total yards, seven touchdowns. You mentioned Jamar Chase, the rookie wide receiver out of LSU. Great connection with Joe Burrow. Uh, 786 yards on the season, seven touchdowns, and averaging 20.7 yards per catch. He is becoming a quick star. And I am on record, Dustin, of saying that the Browns, or excuse me, the Bengals should have drafted an offensive tackle oh. rather than Jamar Chase. And there was a lot you, of question marks with Jamar Chase this preseason. Remember, he couldn't catch a ball, but man, has well, it you, come together nicely. Well, you were yelling, I remember very vividly, at uh, <laughs> the NFL draft, like, what are you doing? I thought it was stupid. And so did everybody else. Everybody in the NFL yeah. thought it was stupid. But you know what? In terms of Joe Burrow, he gets the ball out quick, and you don't need yep. that offense. I mean, you do need the offensive line, but you know, but they if you value, get it out that quick. Yeah. Yeah. You're he right. gets it out quick. And right now it's working. Um, Tyler Boyd, T Higgins as well. Tyler Boyd, 400 yards on the season so far, two touchdowns, uh, T Higgins right behind him with 350 and two, um, defensively, they are an excellent, maybe excellent, uh, run defense. They're pretty darn good at stopping the run. Um, 
big addition there on the defensive line with Trey Hendrickson, Larry Ogunjobi, our guy out of Cleveland, Sam Hubbard. Uh, they've got some pros there in the secondary as well. Mike Hilton, uh, linebacker Logan Wilson, Von Bell, and Jesse Bates, of course. Pretty pretty darn good. Uh, Holly, what's, what's their pass defense? I'm curious. Um, yeah, so in run defense, they're seventh in the NFL. Uh, they are 23rd in pass defense. So that is where you can capitalize. Yep. You can pass the ball on them. Uh, they do a pretty darn good job in the red zone. Uh, I think they only allow touchdowns 27.7, roughly percent of the time. Um, so defensively, not great. You could throw the ball on them. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, I think their, their front seven, I will say is, is okay. It's pretty good. You know, mm-hmm. they will try to contain. Yeah, I'd say they're yeah, above average. Yeah. yeah I that. think their game plan will be to contain the run and make Baker sure. Mayfield throw it downfield because he hasn't been able to do that so far this season. Well, hopefully with DP Donovan people Jones back, we can rekindle some magic in uh, Cincinnati. That'd be kind of nice. Um, Allie, real quick along these lines, do you see Schwartz getting a bigger role since uh, the speedster? I mean, I mean, in this, in this game, I uh, I mean, we saw him out there against Pittsburgh, didn't get a lot of looks, but anything his way, but do you think Baker will try to put this ball up and at least try to throw uh, to stretch the defense here uh, and use that speed to our advantage. I, I think I think coming into week one against the Kansas City Chiefs, you saw multiple plays to Anthony Schwartz, and he looked pretty darn good. But since then, he has had some rookie mistakes just cutting his routes, sure. and that resulted in the interception against Houston where Baker got hurt. Um, right. So, however, though, I think you have, you have to assume that he takes on a, a larger role. Um, I think his targets are certainly going to go up. Uh, I, I think Donovan Peoples-Jones, look out, look out. But also, I think that you can utilize David Njoku as your downfield target threat. Oh, you sure. Go For, and yeah. make those big plays. Um, if you can utilize Harrison Bryant and Austin Hooper in more of that traditional tight end setting, but use utilizing David Njoku uh, with those three tight end sets as your big bodied threat, you know, and then in 13 personnel, actually when, when uh, OBJ was out week one against the Kansas City Chiefs, we ran a lot of 13 personnel. You can have your, your uh, two to three tight ends on the field, yep. and then you have your burner. That burner was Anthony Schwartz. I think we go back to that, and I think you have to. I think you have to. It yeah. worked. Um, he has had some rookie drops, rookie mistakes, just cutting off his routes, but you got to play through it. Um, I think Hollywood Higgins may step up into somewhat of a larger role. However, mm-hmm. he wasn't ever a replacement for Odell Beckham Jr. He's more of a Jarvis in that slot type of position. So I would really take a look on DPJ, Anthony Schwartz, and keep your eye out for David Njoku. Yeah, I think those two can make some, can stretch the defense for sure. So I think, um, and I think DPJ and certainly Njoku can step up in those roles in those big moments easily because they've done it before. Yeah, it's, I'm really interested, interested to see how they kind of adjust uh, with with what's going on and you know it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting that's the word I'll use um, Dustin how do the Browns beat the Bengals I think you have to I think we have to rely on our defense in this football game and what I mean by that is you have to disrupt Joe Burrow right and get him out of rhythm because when he's in rhythm he's very dangerous right so I think you need to get him out of his rhythm um, make him get away, you know, maybe a couple of key sacks in this football game like he had against Pittsburgh. Um, but you do have to get him out of rhythm because 
Joe Burrows is that good of quarterback as delivered, and he will be in this league for a long time as long as he stays healthy. And I think you have to just get after him. And if I'm Woods, I think you get a little more aggressive this week. I, I'm sorry. I think you just – I'm not saying you go aggressive every play, but I think you have some key – uh, some key blitzes at times that you think you have a chance to get him and you go after him, but I don't think you do it the whole game, but I think you disguise some stuff and go after uh, Joe Burrows to rattle. I kind of disagree on the blitzing. I, I don't think you can blitz Joe Burrow. He's very efficient in a clean pocket um, and he can absolutely escape the blitz. That is the one thing that, that he is just really, really, really good at. He's the highest graded quarterback, according to PFF, when he's blitzed. Leads the NFL in 820 yards against the blitz, 11 touchdowns. That's second in the NFL. So I think that Joe, Joe Woods probably does not generate a safer corner blitz here. Uh, I just don't think that our secondary would be equipped to handle that right now. I think your front seven just quite frankly has to get after it. Uh, you, yeah. you generate a pass rush from your front four uh, and drop the rest back in coverage and don't allow any big plays. Cause you have Joe Mix and Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T or Tyler Boyd, T Higgins, CJ Uzoma. Like you've got some, some dudes. Uh, so oh, yeah. I really wouldn't and, want and to have any deficiency. Yeah, and that's why I mean, just disguise it. I, I'm not saying you do it. But a handful of times in the game, you have some disguise blitzes in there just to, you know, something that he has maybe not seen before um, that Joe Woods could throw him a wrinkle. That, that was more of my specific thought yeah. there. Yeah, I wouldn't. Well, I wouldn't want to get too aggressive against Joe Burrow. He's just. No, no, no. And, I, and I don't think he will. He, right? he, he'll carve up your defense. He will. Right. He will. Um, for me, um, keys to a victory. You got to keep the ball out of his hands. You have to keep the ball out of his hands. Now, Eric Metcalf brought up a good point last last week on the show, uh, just in terms of time of possession. Doesn't do you any good if you don't score. So I think in order to, to, to win this game, the Browns, they have to score some points. For the past, I don't know, four weeks, Dustin, we say, hey, the Browns have to go out and score 24 points or more. They haven't even been able to get to 20. They haven't even been able to score more than one touchdown a game. Well, you know, they're, you know, you know, that was one of the question marks coming out of this game against the Steelers. Is the Browns offense broken? I mean, that was a question that kind of got brought up is, are we broken? Uh, do we need to relook at what we're doing on offense, right? So um, I just, it's, it's tough for me to look at this game and know. I do think, though, Stefanski will be aggressive in this football game on offense. I think he will aggressive right? for some I think more so than he has been because again yes, I think that the notion that he has been stale in his play calling duties it's just I don't think that's supported um right. but just in, how would you how would you be more aggressive offensively like what would you do um, because what we've seen in the past couple of weeks when we've had both Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt is the pat or the run game is there of course we've got the two best backs in the national football league but it's consistently there those big gaps are there when you're able to push the ball downfield now with the limitations of baker mayfield and case keenum coming in and not being able to throw the ball downfield just haven't been able to generate the run like us browns fans have been used to what would you do um i don't know maybe i don't want to call them gadget or trick plays but maybe some things that's going to throw off that defense like maybe a reverse or reverse something that's going to throw off the defense on a deep ball and give Baker more time uh, to throw the football. Um, I think things like that to be a little more creative on offense uh, and take care of some of the advantage we may have on speed downfield. Um, 
that's kind of what I would see maybe just, you know, like, Hey, you know what, if we get the ball first on the coin flip, just go out and ball out and try to be aggressive on a play that they don't see coming and kind of, you know, get, have them on their heels a little bit. Right. I think that's what I think we're going to see from Stefanski. I think he's going to try to put the Bengals on their heels a little bit and throw something at them that they may have, that, that maybe has not been seen this year yet from the Browns in, on the offense. Give me a bold prediction. Bold and specific, Dustin. You know how we do it. Oh, in this game? Yeah. Uh, Baker Mayfield uh, scores a touchdown on a kind of a reverse back to him, and someone throws the ball to him. Something like we saw against the Jets. Something that's going to throw the team off where they don't see it coming or it's disguised or something like that. I see that happen in this football game. Something along those lines of disguise play, but maybe something where it goes back to, because here's the thing, they aren't going to see it coming because they're going to be like, oh, Baker Mayfield's hurt. He's got an injured shoulder. Why the heck would they throw the ball to him in the end zone? Because you don't think the ball is going to him. <laughs> yeah, that makes me nervous. I'm not going to lie. Well, okay. But think about it. But if he's wide open and he's sitting in the corner of the end zone, he's got a ball in his hand and nobody touches him, you don't care, right? Because nobody, nobody even saw it coming, right? So, um, yeah, I, I think you got to just be aggressive on offense. You got to throw. I think one thing you got to do in this game is you just have to take a couple chances and just throw a deep ball because if Schwartz doesn't get open and you get a PI and it's a 45 yard penalty, that's just as good as a catch in my opinion, because he acted as the decoy, right? And you got a big penalty against the defense. So I think you have to take shots in this game. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. We haven't seen a big play in what feels like ages. Um, so I actually, my bold, bold and specific is, uh, our good friend Nick Chubb breaks away on a big time run for more than 75 yards. Whoa. That could break the will of a football team. Yep. So you get that big play that we haven't seen in quite some time. You establish the run. Uh, and you, I'm going specific here with a run of more than 75 yards on one play. That's a I'm lot. Going Nick Chubb. I'm going Nick Chubb on that. Could be Dearness, so but say, I, I'm giving Nick Chubb. So you're saying Nick Chubb comes out a little angry and then just lets off and goes down the field and just. Well, I think, I think uh, you know, maybe the first couple of drives, just a little play action. A little play action, get the ball out. Oh, by the way, here's Nick Chubb. Just running it up the gut, just untouched, 75 yards hmm. to the house. That'd be a thing of beauty, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'd love that. <laughs> I'd love that. We haven't seen it in a while. You know, it's been a minute. We, we've getting those those little chunk plays here, but we haven't had that big play in what seems like a year. You know, it yep. really does. All right, Dustin, give me a score prediction. Boy, a score prediction. Um, 27-24. I think this will be a battle. Uh, I'm going to eke out the Browns winning this football game. They get three touchdowns in this game, um, a couple field goals to add to that, um, and they win 27-24. And, and I'll even be more specific on the scoring. Mm -hmm. Baker Mayfield scores on the final drive of this game to silence some of his critics and does that key fourth quarter, hey, it's in your hands, Baker Mayfield. What did you do? And he gets the victory. Like he did last year against the Cincinnati. Correct. Um, I love that. Uh, I am going to go very close game here. 24-21. I'm giving it to the Browns. I think it's a must win. Uh, I also like the fact that it's not at home right now. I, I like that a lot. That, <laughs> you know. Well, I, truth, truth be told, though, Allie, there are thousands of Browns fans going to Cincinnati. Yep. 
this will be a very interesting game as well, by the way. I've heard well, and I say that because Browns fans are a little just on edge right now. It's probably nice yes. to get out, go, go somewhere else. <laughs> Let us recover for a second. Let's well, and you can and you can and you can kind of take that focus of all the clutter and the sound that you're hearing in the city out of the city. You exactly. know, I, I, you're onto something there. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, you know, just just give us a minute, Browns fans. We we need it. Um <laughs> So yeah, I, I feel I feel confident you go, and this is I would say it's a must-win game, Justin. Yeah, well, let's just put it this way: I I thought Pittsburgh was a must-win, and then the Bengals, you know, laid an egg at the Jets. This is more than a must-win. This is, do you think you're going to make the playoffs? And I'll tell you why I say this: you have to internalize and look at each other in the eye and say, this is a game that could decide if we make the playoffs sometime this year. Mm-hmm. I looked, for instance, at the Chiefs game the other night. And I was really, really wanting the Chiefs to go three and five because I said, okay, you got the Browns at four and four and you got the Chiefs at four and four with Patrick Mahomes. You know what I was thinking, Allie? Boy, if I'm having to pick two of the four and four teams that are going to make the playoffs, I think I'm going to lean, I'm sorry, Patrick Mahomes and, and that elite, you know, kind of player that he is and special that he is, you know, um, you got to win this football game. Not only is it the team that's leading the division, but from here on out, you have to win these AFC games, period. You just have to win them. Yeah. You did so, not leave yourself enough room uh, for that margin for error. You know, you just well, don't yeah. have, you didn't bank enough, enough. Allie, we only have two or three losses at most on the rest of the season. So yes, every game, I think they need to focus and say, this is a, this is week one again. This is week one again. And they have to individualize each one of these games. That was one of the things that I, that came across when I was leaving, listening to all the talking heads, Allie. Well, we got nine games left. No, you got one game, and that's next week at Cincinnati. Win that one. Then move on to the next one, right? Like, well, we have nine games left. No, no, you got one, and you got to win it. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. And could I, should I just say real quick, and we've only got a couple of minutes here, but the AFC right now is just weird. Like, it's just not what I thought it was going to be, you know, with Kansas City just being weird and – I don't know. I, I, really, right now, it's up for grabs. The Browns mm-hmm. just have to go and do their jobs. Um, but I will tell you, my tailgate meal, my tailgate meal is the Cleveland sandwich, Dustin, as we've talked. You've got your Orlando Baking Company bun. You have your five-star meat hamburger hot dog, because there ain't no wiener like a five-star wiener. And then you top it off with a little stadium mustard and Cleveland ketchup. How about a little garlic and dill and some stadium mustard? Top it off there. You have the perfect Northeast Ohio Cleveland sandwich. Boom. There it is, Allie. You've got it all. Got it all. You got it all. You know what? And you know what? Here's the best part about Stadium Mustard, Cleveland Ketchup, Five Star Meats, and Orlando Baking Company for sandwiches or breads or whatever you want. Win or lose, it's comfort food. It is. (laughs) For a Browns win or loss, it's comfort food for us, right? It reminds us of home, the stadium, and all things Cleveland. and so, you know, supporting those local companies is always important. Absolutely. Last week on our score predictions, Dustin, I came away with the win against you and our good friend, Eric Metcalf. I went eight and five. You went seven and six and Eric at 500, six and six. So I was second place. You came in second place. So I was just one, I was one off. So yeah, we, we were pretty close on a lot of them. Allie and I talked about her competitive spirit and how she does not like to lose. That's a big thing for Allie Highsong and that she was not happy the week before 
um, having to have to buy the first round of drinks. Um, so now I've lost this alley. What, what did we put a wager on this week? You know, you know what, from here on out, let's just do an end of season wager. How about that? Okay. So, so we're going to, we're going to call it from, and we'll do a big thing. We'll do something big. So we'll, we'll, we'll do you want to start with last week since you won start this? Start with time? last week. Yep. Okay. And then we'll move forward and we'll keep a score. So Allie's 1-0 moving on to the end of the year. Thing. Yep. Yep. So I'm already behind the eight ball. See you guys, she's already winning. <laughs> All right, Dustin, who you got? Jets at Colts. <laughs> um, I'm going to call that a one-off and I'm going to go Colts. On this I one. agree completely. And it's Thursday night football. No way the Jets win again. Raiders at Giants. Wow, we didn't even really get into this, but boy, yeah, let's let's take a, a quick minute here, Dustin. We we did not unpack the Henry Rugg situation. Um, yes. It was a very 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 tragic, tragic situation out there in Las Vegas. Henry Ruggs uh, released from the team officially. He is no longer a Las Vegas Raider. Uh, he was involved in a high speed accident. Uh, it was a fatal accident. He was uh, under the influence of alcohol. Um, just a, a incredibly tragic situation yes um and he has been released from the team so our thoughts and prayers go out to uh the victim's family because it's just it's horrible it's horrible don't drink and drive yes. folks get it get an uber get an uber well, get a lift. No, well you have the Allie, resources there's no excuse right we yeah. know this it's 2021 there's no excuses um it's raiders versus who again sorry giants um is it at giants giants okay Allie. I am going to pull one. I'm going Giants on this, and I'll tell you why. Giants played a really good football game against the Kansas City Chiefs, and they all but almost won that football game. I think the with uh, Gruden not being there, um, the distractions, I think the Giants get an upset win against the Raiders. I'm going to go with Giants. I don't even know that this is a big upset because I'm going Giants on this one too. Gruden's not there. They've got – a lot going on, obviously, with this situation. Um, it's in New York. They should have beat the Chiefs. They're pissed off. Give me the Giants yep. here as well. Falcons at Saints. Mm. I'm going to go uh, Saints. Saints are, you know, they're playing some pretty good football. I'm going to go Saints on this. Without Jameis Winston. I like it. Yep. Okay. Well, it's just a tough place to go in and there and play. I mean, the Saints is a, is a, is a loud house, and it's going to be, you know, it's always a tough place to get a win, no matter who you are. So. Um, I'm going Falcons. Um, Falcons are also without Calvin, Calvin Ridley. We didn't get into this. He's stepping away from the team yep. uh, for mental health. Um, but, you know, I believe in Matt Ryan more than I believe in Trevor Simeon, so I'm going to go Falcons on this one. Uh, Bills at Jags. Oh, Bills. <laughs> I don't even know why I asked. Um, <laughs> I don't even know why I asked because you have to, Allie. Patriots, Panthers. I'm telling you, I don't look forward to playing these guys in a few weeks. Patriots are looking more like a playoff team every single week. I'm going to take the Patriots. I'm going to take the Patriots too. Broncos at Cowboys. Cowboys, yeah. Yeah, I think we get Dak back. Yes, we do. Yeah, Cowboys are pretty tough right now. I don't so Broncos also sit at four and four, but we're still obviously in hopes of yes. playoff contention. They trade away Von yeah. Miller uh, to the Rams for draft picks, basically bought some some picks. They, they are not in search of making the playoffs. They're not in playoffs. Let their four and four record fool you. Uh, they are not a good football team. Vikings at Ravens. 
It's a good game. Ravens are coming. Vikings coming off of an emotional loss to the Dallas Cowboys in Cooper Rush. Yeah, and I guess my thing is I I hate the Ravens. I mean, I despise them more than I do the Pittsburgh Steelers, but they're coming off a bye week, you know, Um, and that's always good for the opponent. Um, I'm going to have to go Ravens on this one. Me too. I think I agree with that. Texans at Dolphins. <laughs> um, I'm going to go Dolphins just because I think uh, obviously the Texans are a dumpster fire. But. Yeah, hot garbage. Chargers at Eagles. Chargers. Yeah, we need to stop agreeing on everything, though. <laughs> no, I mean, this week is not. I mean, no, we've had, it's not. There, well, this, we're not. This week's, this week's a little different. Nobody right? had Eagles just. just outright uh killing um well Allie we looked up at that alliance but yeah we looked up at that scoreboard and we're like oh we all had we all had the lions winning that game by the way yes we did packers at chiefs without oh yes yes (laughs) packers at chiefs it's an interesting one very interesting I don't like this game. I don't like having to pick this game. I'm going to enjoy watching it. I do not enjoy it. Okay, you know what? I'm going to add to the sauciness and the sassiness of all this. I'm going Packers and love has a good game and causes controversy in Lambo. I'm going Packers. I almost went Packers here, but it's, it's in Arrowhead. They're pissed off that they suck right now. They just are. They, they're not good right now. Um, kind of a lot like the Browns. They're just having a hard time getting getting rolling. Um, but I'm going to go Chiefs. I I don't know. If it were Aaron Rodgers, I don't even think this would be close. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cardinals at 49ers. Mm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I think Cardinals, I'm going to go Cardinals on this one. I mean, I think they're still a really good football team, obviously. And 49ers have, you know, good defense. But here's a fun fact. I didn't know if you know this. The Niners play better on the road consistently over the last two years than at home. So <laughs> it's, it's actually, it, it, you should look that up sometime. It's a fascinating fact. The, the 49ers consistently play better on the road than they do at their own house. So I'm going to go Cardinals. I'm going to go 49ers here. Uh, there's been a lot of hot takes right now on Kyle Shanahan's led 49ers. It's just not great. I think they kind of right the ship here. And I also... I think the Cardinals are a good football team, but I also think they're a little bit fluky in a lot of ways. Uh, and I think that we start to see them start to come back to earth a little bit. And I think it starts here mm-hmm. in a divisional game for them. And I'm going to go 49ers. Titans okay. or Rams? Ooh. Uh-huh. <sighs> wow. there's, there's your who gets. I am going to stay on the Titan train here. I'm going Titans. Without Derrick Henry. No, I'm changing my vote. You're right. No, yeah. <laughs> Hang on. You're right. I'm going to go Rams because that's a big, that's a big. That's their identity. That's who they are. Now. Yeah, they get yeah you're right. I'm going to go Rams. That's right. Because Derrick Henry is going to be out. And the Rams have Vaughn Miller now. Oh, well, there's, well, can he play this week though? I think he is making his debut this week. I, I don't think you can the same week you're. I don't think you can. I think I'm he has. Red Hang on. I think he has to be activated next week. Maybe. I think that's a rule. If there's an exchange among players the week of, you can't play that week. Yeah, uh, so. maybe. 
Because um, that happened with uh, what's his name that recently got traded to a team and they couldn't do that. I remember so. Um. Let's see. Hang on. Uh, no, it doesn't say here. It was the Cardinals. The Cardinals had a player that got oh, Zach Ertz. Yeah. Yeah, and he couldn't play that week. McVay said that Von Miller has expressed that he wants to play Sunday against the Titans. So, I don't know. We'll see. Um. Mm-hmm. Last but not least. Bears at Steelers. Oh man. I don't love that game. Huh? I don't love this game. Uh, you know, here's what I'm gonna do. Just to just to throw this, I'm gonna go Bears. Just because the Bears are weird like that. They'll win a game that you don't expect them to win. I'm gonna go Bears. I'll go Steelers just because I don't love it though. I gotta mix it up a little bit because now we I think you have the Falcons, you have the Chiefs, and yeah. I the Bears, those are our three uh, mix mixes, right? Yeah, I think so. Hey, if you're wondering what you should get for dinner tonight or any night of the week, head on over to Angelo's Pizza. Uh, Dust and I were lucky enough to stop by there on our trip Ooh. to Cleveland, and oh my God, I'm still not over it. I'm still thinking about it just a couple of days later. Um, it is it is amazing. So head on over to Lakewood. They have the best pizza. Well, and Allie, I didn't and I didn't mention this to you before the show, but I'm going to pick a random winner somebody from the comments and I made a comment on our show you're going to get an Angelo's gift card you didn't know it but it's coming your way you get an Angelo's gift card so you can you know wallow in your Browns week or you can rejoice next week if they beat the Bengals however you want to eat your pizza or both how about you can you can still head on over to Angelo's tonight or tomorrow wallow a little bit and then next week after we win have a celebratory slice of pizza there you go. Dustin, any closing thoughts as we wrap up on an exhausting Wednesday evening with all that is going on? What are your thoughts? How are you feeling? What are we looking Baker, forward to? Baker Mayfield, I wish you all the best in Cincinnati on Sunday. I'm rooting for you for a big win. Put all these distractions aside. You did it in college. You've done it at the pro level. Just go out and play your game and be the Baker that everybody you've always been and don't change your identity. And just Browns, just go out and have a team win. Just go out and just play for the city, play for the pride, and know that this season's not lost. And, you know, all that noise of the fans out there, sometimes you just have to mute it out. Maybe it's not a bad time to take yourself off of social media for a day or two. Yeah. Sometimes you need well, unless you're watching Unless you're watching us. Only get on your social media for the Here We Go Brownies podcast. Everything else. Wednesday's today. Take, just take a break. It's (laughs) worth it. Do a little cleanse. But guys, (laughs) on to Cincinnati. On to Cincinnati. Stay healthy. Go Browns. Go Browns. Cleveland! This is for you! Here we go, Brownies. Here we go. Here we go, Brownies. Here we go. Yeah, this for my dogs from the east to the west side. Rocket brown and orange with me, baby. Let's ride. Represent the land. Let them know. Tell them, here we go, Brownies. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. Yeah.